0: The last thing we are discussing was a woman who said that uh, she vows she's not going to do anything for her husband. Tanakama says he doesn't even have to annul. Rabbi Akiva says you have to annul just in case she makes extra more than the five or ten that Hakim said was the limit that she has to uh, bring into the household. So if anything extra just in case Rabbi Akiva says annul. And Rabbi Akiva says you should annul just in case she uh they get divorced and then he won't be able to remarry her and shmuel said the halakha is like rabbi yohanan ben Nuri that uh, he should acknowledge in case they get divorced and it sounds like shmuel holds that a person could uh, be makdish something that's not yet in the world the problem is we have a braita. if someone's makdish whatever his wife makes Hanakama says it's not kadosh, and the left of her says it's kadosh. Rabbi Hanan says, uh, Sandlar says it's Hulin, it's not kadosh, and Shmuel said the halacha is like Rabbi Hanan uh, Sandlar because a person cannot be magdi something that's not in the world. So which one is it? So the Gemara tries one answer, then of Yosef tries an answer, and then of uh, Huna tries an answer. He said, we're talking about a situation where a woman said, My hands are kadosh to Hashem, meaning the hands are in this world. And the Gemara asked the question, um, yeah, but her hands are obligated to her husband, on her hands. And he said, no, that when I get divorced, then it'll be kadosh. And the Gemara said, yeah, but right now it's you're not divorced. So what makes you think that from now it's considered divorce? And with that we're starting pevav amud aleph. And Rabbi Ela explains, Amar Rabbi Ela, Uma ilu la havero If someone told his friends, Sadezo oshani mochelcha this land. I'm selling you like shekachin. When I buy it back, from you, tikkadosh will be kadosh. Then, mi isn't it going to be kadosh? It's going to be kadosh. So if that uh, that's the case, then the same story over here. A woman who says that her hands are going to be Kadosh after she she gets divorced, she should be able to be Makdish. How can you compare a person who's Makdish has field after he buys it back to a woman? Who's prohibiting her hands after she gets divorced? in the case of uh, where President Makadish, this field that he's selling, right now it's in his hands and he can be Makdish if he wants. Isha is her hands even in her in, in her possession right now to be makdish later? rather Rabbi Amiya says. This case with the woman who's magdish after she got divorced, if you really want to compare it to someone selling and buying a field, rather we're going to compare it to a person who tells his friend, this field that I sold to you already, when I buy it back, it'll be kadosh. Will it be kadosh? Obviously not. So same thing over here, this woman who's magdish her hands after she gets divorced, it's also not kadosh. So now, Matki Flarf Papa has a question on her Meir. Midame, what are you comparing the lady who is makdish her hands after she gets divorced to uh, the person who is makdish a land that he already sold to when he buys it back? Gabeze, bina In the case of a sale, miltayu. It's cut off from him completely once he sold it. It's not in his possession. Period, and he cannot be makdish at all. Nothing. However, gabe Isha, in the case with the uh, wife who's under her husband, it's not only totally cut off, meaning the actual hands belongs to her, and whatever she makes as a result with those hands will go to her husband. Rather, if we're already comparing it to cases, we're comparing the wife case The person who tells his friend, Sadezo she this field that I put as uh, put up as a collateral by you for money that I owe you, when I redeem it, then it'll be tikdosh. Then we'll make it kadosh. Isn't it kadosh? Since I technically own it, I could be magdishit. Same thing, since she owns her hands, she could be magdishit. The problem is matki shesha, bere dravidi. Rav shesha has a problem on papa. Midame, what are you comparing? that field at any point he could give the money and he could take it back and therefore he could be can a woman just redeem herself by getting divorced she can't choose when she wants to get divorced rather rather if we're already comparing cases we're going to say the woman case is like a man said to his friend, This field that I, that I give as a collateral for the next 10 years, and I, he can't take it earlier. When I redeem it in 10 years from now, then it's going to be kadosh. Milokacha is not kadosh. Of course, it's kadosh. So, same thing a woman who's under her husband could say that when I get divorced, it's going to be kadosh. The problem is a question what are you comparing cases? Hatam over there where a person sets a collateral for ten years. Keats, over there there's a set time ten years, you know it's over. Isha mi itla a woman, is there an end? There's no end. There's no there's no marriage for ten years. So now we're sort of stuck, and Rav Huna b'Revi Yeshua said we're talking about a case where a woman said uh, where she is makdish uh, her hands to Hashem. We can't say that. So again, we have a problem with the Shmuel. On one hand, the Shmuel held like ben that the husband has to annul because maybe it will take into effect after they get divorced. On the other hand, he held like Rabbi and lar, that a person cannot be makdish something that's not in the world yet. So now we're on pevav bet. Ela amarav avshe. he explains the contradiction in Shmuel as follows: Shani konamot dehi kedushata guf dame. Whenever someone said the word konam, it's different level. It's like a korban. Remember, konam is like saying a korban, and it's like the actual body is kadosh. The same way the actual animal is kadosh, same thing when someone says the word uh, konam, it's on a different level. And the, the thing is when it comes to korbanot, that you cannot take the kedusha away from them. They're always going to be kadosh. If something is kadosh for the worth of it, then okay, you could uh, take away the kadushah. But when the actual thing, animal, or whatever it is, is kadosh, you can't take it out. And when someone said the word konam, when she said the word konam, that that story totally changed if a person owes someone money and he said this animal is going to be where you're going to extract payment from if I can't pay you back by a certain date this animal is where you're going to get payment from I'm going to sell this animal and you're going to get the money or you're going to take this animal whatever the case may be but uh, if this person now is makadish this animal to the beta HaMikdash is a korban whatever it is or hametz, or the case of hametz, where uh, let's say a goy uh, lent a Jew money, and the Jew said he's going to pay him, uh, him back, and this uh, hametz over year is going to be where you're going to get paid from, and then Pesach came, and now this uh, this hametz is asur; it's hametz shavah ala Pesach, and you can't have any more benefit with it. And same thing if a person said his slave, someone lent the money, said, okay, if I can't pay you back, the slave is where you're going to get your payment from. And then he freed the slave. In all, in these three cases, Whatever the case may be, it this uh, this connection that this person has to the slave, to the to the to this animal... The the or the, the pesach coming in or that uh, or that emancipation of the ayved is going to knock out whatever connection that the lender has in that uh, item, and this is something special. It's something that is uh, kadosh in the goof. So again, when a woman says that her hands are kadosh, her hands are kadosh as a kunah, means the actual goof is kadosh, that strengthens it, and whatever connection the husband has has been knocked out. So the problem is, if that's the case, then Then why do I need that whole, uh, they might get divorced story? Technically, the way we're talking, it's kadosh from now. Her, her vow starts right now. So the explains, You have to add the word also, they might get divorced and there'll be a suit to get back together. Meaning, the vow stands from right now, and that's why the husband has to annul. And when Rabbi Yohanan says they might get divorced, meaning he's trying to say that if you want to say that Hachamim made the husband so strong that uh, that he owns her and therefore he's like a buyer not like a uh not like a, uh, a lender then it could still stand after they get divorced and that's why you have to know it from now because then they might, won't be able to get remarried and the run explains in all of this that really Mitsada the vow should work while she's under her husband but that's only while they get, they got they're married. Meaning it, the vow won't stand only while they're married. But once they get divorced, now it goes back. It pops back up, and the vow stands, and it'll go back even retroactively. And the Rosh and the Sfot explain it sort of as um, the vow is there. It's just that Hachamim are pushing that vow away, not letting it come inside. Uh, but once they get divorced, that's it. Hachamim's power just like uh, just totally weakened and totally stopped. And that vow now gets to pop in, meaning that vow was never erased. It's there. It just we're not letting it in. But once they get this divorce, that sort of takes away the door, takes away the wall that's blocking it. Next Mishnah. Nadra If a person's wife vows, but he thought his daughter made the vow and he annulled the vow, and then he found out it was his wife, or nadra nadra or his daughter made a vow and he thought it was his wife and he annulled it for his wife, or nadra or she vowed it to be an azira. But he understood that she just wanted to give a korban and he annulled it. Then he found out that it was a nazirut. Or she vowed it a korban and he, and he thought it was nazir and he annulled it. Or she vowed from figs and he thought it was grapes. Or she vowed from grapes and he thought it was figs and he annulled the vow. In all these cases, in all these cases, he has to re-annul the vow because a mistaken annulment is not an annulment. And the same thing would be if he upheld that vow, same thing, he would have to re-uphold it. And with that, we're going to stop right here. Baruch Hashem la'olam. Amen ve'amen.